Hello and welcome to Strange Shenanigans. This is the first episode of Strange News in Season 2. Season 2? We didn't know we were doing a Season 1 and Season 2 until we decided to move and uh, things got complicated. We kind of took a break. Normally we're doing like, you know, at least one episode a week. Yep. Normally a couple. Yep. But we're back. We're back. Did you miss us? Did yes, they you notice? did. Yep. You, even if you didn't, just, just nod your head. Just and tell us that you yep. did this. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. We missed you too. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna head right into strange news. There's lots of strange stuff happening. Did you know that the first Russian spacecraft in 47 years is heading to the moon? Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe maybe they'll abandon the cosmonaut in space while <laughs> some poor Italian bastard listens I love to him that die. They call cosmonauts, right? Like... You can't just call them something normal. <laughs> We are not astronauts, we are cosmonauts. Anyway, Luna 25 is the first Russian spacecraft to go to the moon. This is from satnews.com, published August 13th, 2023. Um, On August 11th, Russia successfully launched Luna 25 heading to the moon. It took off from the Vostochny cause... Modrome in Russia's Far East aboard a um, SOYUZ-2 frigate rocket. The Luna 25 mission aims to collect samples of moon rock and dust crucial for understanding the moon's environment before any potential base construction. This is a direct quote. Can I repeat that, Stan, again? Sure. So, the Luna mission aims to collect samples of moon rock and dust crucial for understanding the moon's environment before any potential base construction. Okay. Yes, okay. So the lander, roughly the size of a small car, this is from Russia, so probably super small car, is expected to- <laughs> It's a fucking Morris Marino. <laughs> They're gonna land it there, it's gonna dump oil everywhere and die immediately. <laughs> so it's expected to operate only for a year on the moon's south pole because, you know- Because nothing built by Russia can operate car. longer than a year. I mean, at this point, they can't even keep modern tanks in operation to fight a country that's like one eighteenth its size. So the Luna 25 spacecraft is equipped with landing rockets, solar panels, computers, and a robotic arm for collecting lunar samples. It's going to take five days to travel to the moon, and it's expected to touch down on August 21st. So it is August 14th, so it's still in orbit. So we will be back to you with an update on August 24th to tell you everything that like went that wrong. that it imploded. <laughs> but Russia is headed to the moon because I was woke up this morning and I was like, I hope Russia goes to the moon to right? plan their base. Right. Like, can you believe that's what they said? <laughs> well, I mean, they got to go somewhere. It's pretty soon Ukraine's going to own all of Russia. <laughs> said that we're going to the moon to collect samples for our potential base right sure they can't afford their current war but they're going to the moon those are some pretty high aspirations folks okay so i've got one that has nothing to do with russia thank god uh this is from live science the pom-pom crab 
the crustacean that uses anemones as boxing gloves. Oh my gosh, I love it. These tiny crustaceans, also known as boxer crabs, use venomous anemones to protect themselves from predators and to eat with. They also wave them around while fighting each other. <laughs> so cute. The, uh, the hit lives in the Hawaiian Islands and it eats shrimp and squid. And uh, according to Live Science, why he's so awesome, the pom-pom crab grows to only half an inch wide and its exoskeleton means its armor, its soft exoskeleton, means its armor is pretty much useless. <laughs> Yet despite its minuscule, sky, minuscule size, this pugnacious little crustacean likes to fight and eat while clutching dangerous weapons. <laughs> See an enemy. Oh my gosh, I love him. The pom-pom crabs, also known as Hawaiian boxer crabs, carry tiny sea enemies in each claw and use them to spar with competitors. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the anemones are extremely uh, venomous, and the crabs wave them around as a way of defending against predators and catching food. Do you remember the British show when we were kids with the animals talking? Mm-hmm. I I need I need them to right. reboot that and I need them to do the crabs. Right, that would be hilarious. <laughs> well, on the world of adorable animals, scientists have discovered a new species. You know how much we like to talk about new species on Strange News? Yes. This one has 20 arms and lives Ew. in the Antarctic Ocean. Gross. And um it looks like ropes? <laughs> I don't know what it looks like. Like a ropey vajayjay? Like a ropey... You think that's what a vajayjay looks no, like? No, I don't, I don't even know what it looks like. It's gross. That's, that's self-deprecating right there. <laughs> that thing's terrifying. Ten rays, 20 arms. Um, apparently, the um, CTTV News of Canada claims it's strawberry-like. I don't even know. It's like eggplant-like, I guess. Like, I don't... It looks like a, a creepy friggin' alien squid is what it looks like. <laughs> so a team of scientists from Australia and the U.S. have described a new creepy-looking underwater species that they've discovered in Antarctica. It, it's just, it's weird. It, they call it a cryptic sea creature, and they have named it an Antarctic Feather Stars. They describe it as having otherworldly movements because you found it in a place we're not supposed to be. Um, in total, they discovered seven new species that were all in like the same weird, what do they call it, pro-macronus family. So there's seven other new species that look just like this weird, ropey, they claim strawberry-like. I don't even strawberry know how to. Like, I don't even I know how to describe that. it. It doesn't look like a strawberry cryptic sea either. monsters. Okay, they've discovered seven new cryptic sea monsters. Are not good visual descriptive <laughs> people, you and whoever wrote this article. It's it's weird. Um, so they they named it uh, Fragarius, and Fragarius derives from the Latin word fragra, means strawberry. So these it, scientists are really sticking with I the mean, strawberry theme. I, I thought you were going to say is derived from the term for creepy, rapey-looking anime squid monster. But. <laughs> so this cryptic um, animal thing, this Antarctic strawberry feather star, is what they call it, can be found <laughs> between 65 and 1,000 meters below the surface. Its color can range from purplish to dark reddish. The picture I have, it's tan, so I don't know. Right. And it resembles, right here in quotes, an alien-like creature that would make most people want to squirm. <laughs> yeah, like I just said. So we have discovered seven new sea monsters of, of this caliber. Awesome. 
Thank you, Australia. <laughs> okay, so in a more news about animals that, you know, are terrifying. And, <laughs> but these ones are known to kill things and people. Uh, if you haven't heard already, we have multiple episodes about wolf attacks yes. throughout history. So go back and listen to those ones. Um, because a new gray wolf pack is found 200 miles south of California's nearest known pack. Oh, hooray. Of course, this article is from NPR, so they only take the hippy-dippy side of this conversation where, yay, more wolves, when in reality, for most people there, they're like, oh, shit, there's wolves. <laughs> right, crap. Right? Wolves are not dogs, people, okay? Let's not get them confused. No. They're not your buddy. They're going to murder your dog and anything else living that they can get a hold of. So for the article, California wildlife officials say they've confirmed a new gray wolf pack in the southern Sierra Nevada mountains. The California Department of Fish and Wildlife, which I'm assuming is just a bunch of guys named Glenn with dreadlocks who smoke too much weed, um, said Friday that the pack was found in Tulora County. The furthest south of a wolf of a pack of wolves has been detected in the state in more than a century. Yay? I mean, they collected DNA and uh, samples uh, to confirm that they were wolves. I mean, it's pretty you obvious what the frig they are. You like, that's yep. a wolf, man. Uh, the new pack has at least five female wolves um, not previously detected in California. So, I mean, cool. Wolves are pretty Great. and all, wolves but they're cool. also they're also uh, raging death machines. So. Incredibly dangerous. So I guess stay in the mountains, right? So we can right observe them and say, oh, pretty wolves and not go near them at all. Yeah. You want to come back to Maine? California's horrible. We've it been is. there. So in Maine, an 87-year-old woman fought off an intruder and then fed him after he told her he was awfully hungry. <laughs> Sounds like Maine to Only me. Only in Maine. An 87-year-old Maine woman fought off a teenage attacker and fed him because he said he was hungry. Marjorie Parkin said she woke up at 2 a.m. on July 26 and saw the young man standing over her bed. Freaking creepy. He had shed his shirt and pants and he told her he was going to cut her. I thought to myself, if he's going to cut, then I'm going to kick, she said. She put on her shoes and she fought back. She put a chair between them two as they jostled in her Brunswick home. The intruder struck her on the cheek and forehead before switching tactics, heading for the kitchen. He told Perkins that he was awfully hungry. So, she gave him a box of peanut butter and honey crackers, two protein drinks, and two tangerines. She then called 911 on her rotary phone. <laughs> And was talking to a dispatcher while the intruder collected his pants and left. He left behind a knife, shirt, shoes, water Yikes. bottle containing alcohol. Yeah, she's become a bit of an international celebrity since the attack. She says she still feels safe in her home where she's lived in for 42 years. In Brunswick, hell yeah, no. But she worries about rampant crime. God love her. Brunswick is a cesspool <laughs> if you people don't know. She said it seems to have gotten worse over the past few years and that she doesn't think criminals fear going to jail. They don't. I think our law has just folded up. She said people aren't afraid of anything anymore. They feel they can do as they please. Police said in a news release that they quickly tracked down the teenager and charged him with burglary, criminal threatening, assault, and consuming liquor as a minor. Authorities didn't release his name because of his age. 
And they said the teen was staying a few blocks away from the victim. But I just want to say, go Marjorie. I hope when I'm 87, I am just like you. <laughs> that is amazing. Okay, so coming up this year, the Ring of Fire Solar Eclipse of 2023. Um, how to watch in person and virtually. Ooh, On I'm October 14th, an epic Ring of Fire annual your solar eclipse will swoop across North America, providing a once-in-a-lifetime views for several states. Here's how to watch no matter where you are. Um, if you're wondering, it will rain in Maine and it will be cloudy. Yes. Always is. Most likely. <laughs> a ring of fire or annual solar eclipse will be visible from eight states on October 14th. The first time such a celestial view was available in North America. During the event, sky watchers across North, Central, and South America will see a partial solar eclipse it's lasting about three hours, but only within a narrow path will the ring be visible for only a few minutes. Um, so we'll definitely miss it, I mean. Oh, yeah, definitely. The annular <laughs> solar eclipse is different from a total solar eclipse, one of which will occur on April 8th of 2024 in Mexico, the U.S., and Canada. They are two completely different experiences, says senior educator at the New Mexico Museum of Natural History and Science. Uh, about the upcoming eclipse, with an annual eclipse, you don't get darkness, cooler temperatures, or the black hole sun effect. That, But what you do get is a ring of fire that's remarkable in its own right. That's cool, though. Yes. Now, where does it say who gets to see it? Uh, I just promise, every eclipse we've ever had since forever, you've not been able to see in Maine. Okay, so the narrow path of annuality... Begins in Oregon, crosses Northern California, Nevada, Utah, Northeastern Arizona, Southwestern Colorado, New Mexico, Texas, before moving across Mexico's Yucatan Peninsula. To see the Ring of Fire for a maximum of between 4 minutes and 29 seconds... Don't stare at the sun, uh, please. <laughs> uh, it matters where you are across the path. Being close to the center gives you a longer duration than if you are at the edge. Um... Yep, the longest blah, 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 blah. It said, it tells us how to see it virtually. Come on, man. Okay. Those unable to get to the path to see the Ring of Fire will have plenty of webcasts to choose from, including San Francisco's Exploratorium and the ever-reliable timeanddate.com, both of which have confirmed live streams. There we go. We can watch it live stream. Yes. But it'll be cool. It will be. Beautiful. The heaviest animal ever may be this ancient whale found in the Peruvian desert. A new species of ancient whale might be the heaviest animal ever found, according to NBC New York. <laughs> All I could think of was your mom joke right now. <laughs> <laughs> Scientists have dug up fossils from an ancient giant that could actually be bigger than the blue whale, which Ooh. is considered to be the heaviest animal. They described the new species called Percutus colossus, or the colossal whale from Peru, in the Nature Journal. It, each vertebrae weighs over 220 pounds, Jesus. and its ribs measure nearly five feet long. Yeah, it's crazy. Hans Thwillison, the paleontologist at Northeast Ohio Medical University, 
who had no role in the research, said... <laughs> that's what the article says. I'm sorry. Oh, it's sorry, just, It's just exciting to see such a giant animal that's so different from anything we know. So I feel like New York NBC4 was, like, doing this research. They were like, well, no one will talk to us. Let's, let's ask this let's guy. He's technically med. a scientist. Jeez. The bones were first discovered, um, apparently, a decade ago, which I didn't know, um from a scientist from the University of San Marcos Natural History Museum. And then an international team has spent years digging them out from the side of the steep rocky slope in the Ica Desert region and Peru, um, which was once underwater and is known for marine fossils. So these fossils are 39 million years old. And that's why it's taking them so long to dig out this giant creature. So they might have found something bigger than the blue whale, which is a little terrifying. Yeah, that is cool a though. big species right there. Okay, from the bite. Beam me up. The Chinese military has announced what could be a major breakthrough in the energy weapon tech, if it holds up. What they're saying is, take anything you hear from a communist with a grain of salt. As the South China Morning Post reports, representatives from the country's National University of Defense Technology says they're develop- they've developed a state-of-the-art cooling system that would allow high-energy lasers to remain powered for up to infinitely without getting too hot. While laser technology has existed for decades, these high-energy beams generate so much excessive heat that they go often go haywire, hampering previous attempts at similar weapon systems around the world. Ugh. The new Chinese cooling system, according to the report, would use gas that blows through the weapon to remove excess heat and allow for weapons to shoot precise laser beams for an indefinite amount of time without losing power or getting distorted. What if I say no? Right? Well, you can't. It's China. You're not allowed to say no in that country. Ugh. Sounds awful. Or they harvest your organs. Um, in case you were worried, and I know you were, mm-hmm. Willie the Texas Rodeo Goat was on the land for weeks and he was found safe oh man i was deeply concerned about willie Willie the rodeo goat is home she escaped from an animal enclosure in south texas in mid-july and look how cute she is she's (laughs) home um the elusive goat had hidden in sugarcane and cornfields avoiding capture for weeks in willacy county about <laughs> 300 miles southeast of houston so apparently there's nothing close there so they were like okay this is the closest city anyone's gonna recognize <laughs> 300 miles from houston god love the news residents have been searching for her on forces all train vehicles by drone local businesses aided the search by donating 90 prices and gifts worth five thousand dollars including brisket bales <laughs> and beef jerky to be given to whoever found her. <laughs> but good old Ricardo Rojas III didn't have to go far to find Willie. He and a friend caught the goat on Monday in his backyard only a mile from where she escaped. Willie was found. Um, and they used their own goats to lure Willie in from the heavy wooded area oh, from their property. But she was gone for weeks. But we found Willie. Okay, so scientists just scanned the brain of an animal that's been exist for 87 years. This is the case of a high-resolution atlas of the Tasmanian tiger, carefully processed over 140 years ago. It is finally published recently in the Journal of PNAS. Uh... 
Tasmanian tigers were dingo-sized carnivorous marsupials that roamed through Australia and New Guinea prior to human occupation. They became confined to Tasmania around 3,000 years ago. The arrival of European colonists and the introduction of farming, disease, hunting bounties quickly led to their extinction. The last known individual died on September 7, 1936 at Hobart's Baramusi Zoo. They were awfully beautiful. Yeah. As a uh, commemoration, September 7th became the National Threatened Species Day to raise conservation awareness in Australia. Tasmanian tigers look remarkably similar to wolves and dogs. Uh, this is a textbook example of a process known as evolutionary convergence when the body shapes of animals are really similar despite them coming from completely different lineages. So uh, the, uh, the brain of this animal uh, was actually taken out in 1880. Weird. Yep. Uh, there had been a, very little of anything done with it until recently where they were able to collect the first brain scan of it. Wow, that's crazy. Right? It's crazy that it preserved that long to even scan out. Yeah. Yeesh. Do you remember my uh, favorite British woman? The crazy lady who's married to a ghost? Well, she's uh, seeking a divorce. I thought we knew this already. No, she just decided, like, it's officially. So our British songwriter that nobody's heard of until she <laughs> married a ghost, Brocarde, sought a divorce after her failing relationship with her unearthly husband. The couple married of Halloween last year, and she reported that she fell in love with a ghoul named Eduardo, who bursted into her bedroom one night. However, their marriage, as I last reported, hasn't been going well. So in the spring, she was claiming that they were going to couples counseling. Eduardo wasn't taking it seriously. He was seeing other dead women behind her back. <laughs> it wasn't going well. She described that they had a, recently a grave argument after her honeymoon. A grave argument? A grave, a grave uh, argument. <laughs> after her husband got intoxicated. He's a ghost. Then he reportedly. Story doesn't add up. He's becoming more possessive in the more recent months. And apparently possessive. he had, I don't know if you remember, um, she reported that he was having an affair with Marilyn Monroe. Yes. Well, now she claims that he's become obsessed with Marilyn Monroe. She is still consulting mediums, as we said before, but they're just aggravating him. The mediums and couple counseling isn't working. Um, according to uh, Brocarde, I don't know if she's trying to get like an album to come out or something, but she's um, getting out of the... Uh, you ready? Ready? The dying relationship. The dying relationship. Ah! <laughs> We're going to hit every pun in this article, aren't we? And she has officially undergone procedures to... Um, have exercise him from her life. I don't. I don't know what qualified priest is really going to do that. Yeah, but, especially since it's not any right. It's real. not real. But she claimed that she is officially divorced. She is officially followed through. It's happening as of August first, and she wrote a brand new song oh. titled "I'm Not Gonna Tell You" because she's only doing it as a publicity stunt. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but they're officially divorced. It didn't work. Okay, on to Ashley's favorite topic, which is my last one. Um, this is from the South China Morning Post. World's first mass-produced humanoid robot. Ugh. China startup four-year intelligence eyes, two-legged robots with AI brains. No. 
when Fourier Intelligence unveiled its lanky jet black humanoid robot, GR1, at the World Artificial Intelligence Conference, which should not exist <laughs> in Shanghai in July, it instantly stole the show. While global technology community has been fixated on artificial intelligence software since the launch of OpenAI's chat GPT in November, Chinese-made GR1 set it to be capable of walking on two legs at a speed of five kilometers for an hour, carrying 50 kilogram load, reminded people of the potential of bipedal robots, which are being pursued by global companies from Tesla to Zomi, of whatever course. the hell that is. Um, yeah, blah, blah, blah. No, just yeah. no more robots, man. It is an unprecedented attempt by us. We barely had <coughs> any reference when it came to the technology, said Alex Goo. Oh, good. I'm sure nothing will go wrong then. Um, Fourier's focus oh has goodness. not always been on humanoid robots. Named after the 19th century French mathematician and a physicist, Joseph Fourier, the company was originally set up in 2015 in Shanghai's tech hub with the aim of developing rehabilitation robots. And so we've gone the complete opposite way with inventing robots that will end humanity. Uh. So good luck with that, China. Hopefully they <laughs> com they destroy you before they get anywhere as close and to that's us. that's why Russia's building their moon base. <laughs> yeah, they gotta get away from China's <laughs> AI robots. <laughs> Both of which I see ending horribly. Back to the basis of weird. I don't know if anyone's been following this, but Peru has recently claimed that they were seeing aliens. Yes! So Peru's seven-foot-tall alien has turned out to be illegal gold miners, claim <laughs> officials. Locals compared the attackers to green goblins, and many speculated that they were the face peelers. The face so peelers? So just yesterday, this came out from the Peru National Prosecutor's Office. They have accused illegal gold mining gangs of possessing seven-foot aliens to terrorize <laughs> local residents. <laughs> the locals in Alto Nene, a... Um, area of about 3,000 people in the Amazon basin claimed to have seen armored and floating seven-foot aliens wearing dark-colored hoods flying around since mid-July okay. and were reported to see bullets. Locals compared the attackers to green goblins and face peelers, and the media outlets reported that gangs are hoping to instill fear in locals to keep them inside their homes and away from their illegal gold mines. It is speculated that the gangs are using jetpacks to reach more unattainable spots in the dense... Where are you getting this from? What is this? <laughs> this cannot be a reputable news source. So they claim that they're using state-of-the-art technology. I'm sure they are. And this is from the Peruvian government. So this is what... They're investigating the case... Um, from the radio program So uh, prosecutors said that the jetpacks were first used by these illegal mining cartels to explore prospects for gold deeper in the forest surrounding the river in Peru. The New York Post claims that um, Alto Nene is rich in gold and metal and that they're deposited in riverbeds. The alien debate started July 11th. The local started bringing attacks by seven foot tall creatures that were clothed in dark silver hoods. Another eyewitness who is a school teacher claimed that the strange alien like creature was flying from the ground. A 15 year old was totally caught in the neck in one of the attacks and was in the hospital. And the community was from the military to intervene. 
So, is it Goldlanders? Is it really violent aliens? Yeah, it's probably neither. This all sounds deeply made up. Oh, what? It's from the Peru uh, National Prosecutor Office. Ooh. I know. See how we get smart I am. Well, folks, that's all the strange news we have for you tonight. I'm Stan. I'm Ashley. And stay weird, everybody. <laughs>